Live coast-to-coast on the BetQL Network. It is BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Lightning bets before we wrap up in a couple of minutes. And wall-to-wall Super Bowl 58 here on the BetQL Network. As you know, uh, BetMGM tonight, and you better you bet both live out in Vegas. They will have you covered all afternoon and evening. And tomorrow, we're going we're gonna to kind of look back. We've got so many bets that we've talked about, thrown out, actually made between now and what 10 days ago 11 days ago (laughs) a long time ago started yeah that we're gonna we're gonna do a lot of revisiting those bets tomorrow uh for those of you that maybe don't get to listen to every segment of the show either via podcast or live maybe the first time you hear us talk about some of those bets but tomorrow we really put a put a bow on Super Bowl 58 at least from what bets will make that perspective as will be just uh, a little more than 48 hours from kickoff. Uh, We'll also have some reaction tomorrow to whatever else goes down on NBA trade deadline day, but it's already starting today. We came into the morning, Joe, talking about whether we expected anything big to happen or not. I don't think anything huge has happened yet, but we do have a couple of moves. Um, The Pacers uh, picking up Buddy, uh, excuse me, sending Buddy Heald to the 76ers, Hayward from Charlotte uh, to OKC, Olenek and Agbaji to Toronto from Utah. Um, the one that I mentioned first is the one that jumps out because I'm curious to see how's Buddy Heald used in Philly? Mm-hmm. Does this sort of light any kind of spark under the Sixers who, since the Embiid injury, have looked, I don't know, I'll be honest, kind of lost, right? Like, what are we... What are we doing here in Philly? Uh, we're going to be a playoff team. We know that, but what are we playing the last two months of the regular season for? Yeah, I don't, I don't know what this market is. So we're what a little over three hours away from the actual deadline, and it just feels like it's a big blah. Like a lot of times we're expecting mm-hmm. big moves no matter what the sport, and then we end up being disappointed. But I'm going into this thinking nothing major is going to happen. And then it, there's, it's not going to be a huge news day for the NBA. By the time we get to tomorrow morning, will it even be one of the major storylines for us? I'm guessing not. And then I, we, Aaron, we were talking earlier about, okay, maybe some six-man moves, maybe some, some contributors off the bench, role players will be moved. Maybe, but what I've seen so far in the last couple hours or so from Woj, like, okay, that would be kind of a stretch to think that, the fortunes of any team are going to be have changed with any of these moves that have gone down. Yeah, I guess the Buddy Healed one makes sense because of the Embiid injury, and they need someone to pick up some of the scoring. And they haven't been a very good three point shooting team, so I'm sure they're hoping he can contribute in that department. And they just need some answers, you know, offensively there to sort of uh, fill the gap in the void that they're missing now with Embiid. So. Not like a big, splashy, crazy move, but I could see it. And I don't think they're committing to him long term. So it's not, to me, it makes sense. I like it. The one thing I question about that move is, are you going to change the way you play for the next four to six weeks or whatever it is while you're without Embiid? Obviously, you know, this is a team that's built around Embiid and funneling the ball to him, whether it's out on the wing, whether it's down low. Um, getting him moving in the lane, downhill. This doesn't mesh really with the way the Sixers should be preparing for the postseason in 
I would have expected them to go out and and find some sort of big man. Nobody nobody's going to replace Embiid. Nobody's going to eat up all those minutes, obviously. But somebody else to patchwork into the framework of what they do, patch into the framework of what they do. I guess I should say. Um, and that th- this just says, hey, t- I guess to your point, Aaron. Like, all right, well, we're just going to jack up threes for the next month and see how that works out. And again, maybe it's something that gives them a complimentary way to play, especially when you come to the postseason and Embiid is maybe as close to healthy as he's going to get again before the offseason. And you say, hey, we'll have two lineups. We'll have a lineup with Harris and Maxi and Heald, and we'll be able to play perimeter basketball. Or more often than not, we're just going to bludgeon you over the head with Joel Embiid. Well, it just seems like as they are making a playoff push now as we get closer to the playoffs that maybe that is an area in terms of three pointers that they felt like they were yeah. lacking and now it's glaring uh now that Embiid is out that they're like hey why not pick someone up they're probably not going to make wholesale changes but yeah it's a totally different style of play I get you with that but maybe that's something they were planning to do anyway even without his injury because they've they're almost dead last in uh, three-point attempts in the league right now. They can't continue this way. They've now lost seven of eight. They're down to the five seed. They are, what, three games from being in the play-in. Like, that's how quick that happened. Uh, two bad weeks, and then like, they're just three games ahead of Miami sitting as the seven. So, I mean, that you, you've got to avoid that. I can't even believe this is a conversation. But that's when everything <laughs> w- runs through one guy, and then you have a yeah. bad couple of weeks, like everything goes wrong. Um, that can get you here. Schedule wise, the rest of the way, it's not as difficult as my uh, rather Milwaukee. We talked about that after they made the coaching change, not that tough, but it's just outside the top 10. It's not an easy schedule the rest of the way. So, I mean, they've got to find a way to tread water, and maybe this is going to be their approach. Yeah, that's, I mean, it, it's, tread water is the best way to put it, I think. You know, it, don't yeah. don't fall down below six. Don't fall into the play-in. Try to find your your, your footing again. It feels like there is, there, it feels like teams near the top in the East or the top six teams in the East, you're either just kind of doing what you're always doing, which is like Boston, right? Although they've fallen off at home in the last couple of weeks. It, you're going in one direction or the other, right? Like we're ta- we've talked about Milwaukee and the road trip from hell. We've uh, we've talked about the Sixers dealing with Embiid's absence and they haven't handled it well. And then you've got other teams like the Cavs who are red hot, right? You've got the Knicks who've won 16 out of 18, 16 out of 19, whatever it is. Um, you've, you've got very clear opposing directions near the top of the Eastern Conference right now. And it's, again, are you going to do something today if you can get something done to sort of either stem the tide, like the Sixers are trying to do, or to push yourself, you know, launch yourself off in in the same direction you've been headed for the last couple of weeks. Like, do the Knicks do anything? Um, you know, this is this is the time where you either reinforce what you've got and what's been working for the last few weeks, or like I said earlier, in, in the case of the Sixers, you try to patch some holes in the wall. And, and to your point, Joe, tread water, right? This is, uh, it's, I can't believe we're here, but 
You're right. I mean, and part of the reason that Philadelphia has fallen so fast so quickly is, yes, it was a bad stretch, but also, like you mentioned, those two teams doing so well, so they quickly jumped up. It's Now you're getting close to the point where you want to look at it and say, okay, what about path? What do we not want to be? Mm-hmm. My guess is being a two is a massive advantage all of a sudden because with Philadelphia falling back, I think Milwaukee's going to continue to fall back as challenging as their schedule is the rest of the way. So those teams are probably going to be in that three to six range, both Philly, Milwaukee, you know, Indiana can be scary. Like all those teams are going to be facing off against each other in the first round. So you probably really want to avoid that. So the two, if you're Cleveland, that, that could be a massive deal. If they end up closing that and finishing strong and they be, they're the two and they're going to get one of those play in winners, that's a big advantage for Boston and whichever team is the two. I don't know if there's a team in the East right now that jumps out as a clear favorite, though. Like, I mean, Celtics are 120. That's no bet. Bucks are 2 to 1. That's definitely not a bet. Knicks, uh, Cavs, 8 to 1. Knicks, 9 to 1. Heat still. <laughs> People love the heat. 16 to 1. I know. Um, I know. Six you got a coaching, to one. Have coaching advantage. You got experience. <laughs> like, I get it. But, like, the other thing about the two is you're not on the Boston side. Like, there's that as well, um, which you want to avoid. But, yeah, it's – a lot of them are all the same, right? <laughs> like, you're looking for something. Give me a reason What's to back the differentiator? One of you guys. Yeah. 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 I don't, I don't know what it um, is. Speaking Coaching. of the Knicks, Bogdanovich now to New York. Um, that one mm-hmm. um, just okay. popped up in the chat as well. So every it is, without a big splashy move, everybody's trying to just rearrange the 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 pieces, the pawns. Like there's no you back wanted to row say pieces getting the Titanic. Moved. You wanted to say I that. I wanted to, <laughs> but I I don't think I don't think all of these teams are Titanics. So yeah. like the Cavs right. and the Knicks, I, I I have some hope for, right? Like, but they are they're rearranging secondary pieces, and so I don't know if that should necessarily affect how we feel about Eastern Conference odds. Uh, it is trade deadline day in the NBA, and of course, as things happen, we'll keep you up to date on those here on the BetQL Network. College hoops, not a lot of big action tonight. Arizona's on the road in the Pac-12 against Utah for whatever that is worth. Um, again, I, I'm, I'm out on college hoops, guys. I'm, I'm done during the regular <laughs> season. I'm not touching anything. Definitely not road favorites. No, thank you. Um, and tonight, not a lot of action that would have me interested either. So I don't know if there's anything on the card that jumps out to either one of you two, Aaron. I was looking at this Arizona Utah game. Utah mm-hmm. has been really good at home. I just don't mm-hmm. really understand the spread because if you want to back Utah, it's what three and a half when I was looking at it. The thing I is, thought it was lost higher. Arizona. Is it? It should be. Yeah. Um, maybe I'm wrong, but they lost to uh, Arizona in Arizona by 19 points in early January, five and a half. So I I don't know. I mean, I know that obviously being good at home is a thing but that still doesn't yeah. seem i don't know if i can get behind uh backing utah unless there's something i'm missing here 
All right. My last stand for the time being <laughs> is this spot. That's it. I'm taking Utah as a five and a half point home dog. You're right. Utah's been great at home and Arizona's been great at home. But Arizona, when you look at all their losses, what are they? They're on the road. They're like semi-neutrals, you know, semi-away games. And the the, the straight-up road games, not against really good teams either. Like if you look at Oregon State, mm. I mean, Utah and Washington State, rather, they're pretty good. Um, Stanford, barely a top 100 team. Um, yeah, I'll do it. Undefeated at home. Give me the Utes. Getting five and a half against Arizona. The reason it's five and a half. Why? I mean, you know, Arizona's fantastic. They're number six in a lot of these ratings. But uh, I'm going to play the he- the heavy home dog here. Last. Stand All right, we'll go up until against tomorrow. each other. Last stand. Last stand. The worst thing that can happen is me winning this bet. It's the worst thing because then I'm going to bet Saturday. <laughs> I'm like, right oh, back. We got the Super yeah. Bowl tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. It's the worst thing that's going to happen. <laughs> Friday and Saturday. <laughs> That's so yeah, I hope kind of sacrilege for me to back the Wildcats since I went to Arizona State, but I just True. I I just can't get behind Utah here in this spot, even though they are at home. Mm-mm. Yeah, I get it. I thought I had sworn this off too, but now. <laughs> no, I'm not doing oh, oh no! Oh no! Not... He's Penn State's a home dog. Alma Mater's a home dog against Iowa. It's only like a point. Oh. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. No. Okay. I'm out. Um, Are we watching watching the NFL awards tonight? Do we we care? Do we just wake up in the morning and and see who won? (laughs) I'm watching the NFL awards with a stiff drink. Oh, I thought you were going to say something else. (laughs) (laughs) Relax. You Depending need to relax. how it goes, could be. Or could it be is Thursday end. night. <laughs> Thursday, Thursday. Uh, yeah, so it'll be on. What do you guys think they close with? They traditionally MVP. You think there's any way they close with comeback? And Paul has to sweat it out a little bit more. Mm. No. no, I don't I think know if I want my night ruined no? at six o'clock. Yeah. It's like everybody, I think it's next everybody knows Lamar's going to win it again, but I guess that's probably how they're going to do it. Yeah, it's MVP. You got to save it for last, I think, okay. and do All do right. come back right before MVP, and then you get to feel oh, okay. good. You know, everybody gets the vibes and With feel Demar. good. Up and yeah, right. Man, that's what I was thinking. End on that That would just be like, oh, we are free rolling at that point. That would be amazing. Yeah. Wait, so D'Amico. You're not unwilling. This Anderson? is what Paul does. He he books like an out of country trip and just rakes in the dough on award night, like a few days before he leaves the country, just to so he can enjoy his trip. Well, uh, rake it. I mean, the exchange rates. <laughs> I'll say that. We, so. we get another Paul Aspen <laughs> run on the beach story when you get back. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. This weekend get wiped out by the ocean. <laughs> yeah. They're uh, going. They're going ice skating. Yeah. If it if Hamlin wins tonight, they yeah. go skating oh, again. Throw out my back. <laughs> we wrap up today's show here on BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM, with some lightning bets. Next, we'll be right back with BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.